0: We are called to live faithfully for Jesus 168 hours a week. Welcome to the Faith 168 Podcast with Brandon, Chris, and Rob.
1: welcome to the faith 168 podcast I want to thank you all for tuning in and possibly watching by YouTube we have a new awesome YouTube channel now yep and uh, I am Brandon one of your co-hosts I know you're not used to hearing or seeing me in recent <laughs> days but uh, we're here with brother Chris and brother Rob two of our other co-hosts uh, how are you guys doing
0: yeah I'm doing pretty good it's good to be here and Recording another episode. What about you, bro, Rob? Doing great. Glad to be here. Good deal. Yeah, it's good to
1: have the three of us together, and uh, we hope all of our listeners are excited to learn something from the scripture in this episode that will help us to live faithfully for Jesus 168 hours a week. So, Mm -hmm. as most of you know, we've been tackling some kind of controversial, (laughs) in-depth topics and some questions recently. And one question we want to tackle tonight from the Scripture is, what does the Bible say about dreams? So definitely an interesting topic there. We've all had dreams before, nightmares also. And we just want to talk about these a little bit. Is there anything the Bible says about them? Does the Bible say anything about dreaming about sinful things? Will we be held accountable for that? Does God speak to us through dreams? I hope all those questions excite all of our listeners to dive into the scripture with us. So let's just start out on the base level here, fellows. Let's just define what a dream is. What is a dream in this
0: context?
1: Hmm.
0: Well, simply, uh, it's a series of thoughts, uh, that go through your head when you close your eyes and get really relaxed. So, uh, yeah, that's a dream. Yeah, I, I think I answered the most controversial part of it so far, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We're gonna get canceled for that for sure. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> I, um,
2: I, I look I at it. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, I look at it like um, so. I, I have ADD. It's not. I don't have the H part because I'm definitely not hyper. But um, my mind wonders all the time. And of course, it, it doesn't stop at night. And so I, I have a dream every night. I, I hear about people who uh, will only have a dream every once in a while. And I, I think that's probably because they just don't remember that they actually had it. Um, but man, I remember my dreams every single night. And and since I've been a kid, I, I don't know how much truth there is behind this or if I'm just making it up in my mind. But uh, ever since I was a kid, I could somewhat control my dreams. Like if I didn't like a dream that I was having, um, I can just change it. It's like a, a, ch- wow. a, a TV station and yeah. I've got a remote and if I don't like it, I can change it. Um, and so I don't know if I'm waking up and then just falling back asleep and it's something different. But anyways, um, I don't know if that answers your question, but that that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Well, I, I get dreams too all
0: the time. Uh, I, I have, I don't have like that type of control in them, but there are some times I do realize that I'm dreaming. Uh, and, and it's, it's very interesting that state in between, uh, dreaming and reality, how you realize it. Um, but I've heard that too. What, what a boring life. It must be not to remember your dreams. Uh, yeah, really. I, I like to, I like to think about them. like, sometimes I'm like, man, where did that dream come from? Yeah, and I actually, uh, I kept a dream journal for most of my life, and I can go back and look at a lot of different dreams uh, through through my life. And it was just because they they made interesting stories, and I think mine a lot of times were products of what I would read. I was really into the the uh, uh, fantasy and other world type uh, books when I was a teenager, and I, I had these really fantastical types of dreams, right, dragons but,
1: and stuff right like and there
0: was one time i was batman it was pretty cool and then all of a sudden you know uh you know batman uh yeah protecting god so yeah yeah I'm, I'm not the hero they need i'm the hero they deserve but
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah I, i've had pretty vivid dreams and i typically do uh remember my dreams so
1: yeah and uh this is a common human experience. We all dream and we all dream differently. Mm-hmm. That's why I appreciate your guys input on this. Uh I'm kind of the opposite of both of you. Uh I dream pretty rarely and then when I do uh if I don't oh, record it somehow boring. immediately the moment I wake up it's gone. I can't remember it. And I'm not uh, really sure why that is, honestly. But uh but what do you what do you think about why we dream? I mean, that's that's not exactly, I guess, a biblical question, but uh, Chris, mm-hmm. I know you have studied a little bit of psychology. Rob, you might have as well. Um, any guesses as to that? Any answers as to why we might dream as human beings?
0: Well, I, th- I think Rob had a, a point that he made about his dreaming, uh, how his mind doesn't shut off. And, and when we go into that restful state, our minds don't shut off. You might not remember your dream, but your mind is still going. It's it's connecting things together. Uh, for example, have y'all ever heard of the deja vu thing where, you know, yeah, yeah. when you look at something, you're like, that's happened together. That's happened. A lot of times they associate that with actually your dream state, that your mind is actually putting together a lot of scenarios that are going to happen. Right, and right. That deja vu really happens in a really familiar setting. And your mind's just already kind of gone through that. And even though you don't remember the dream, you're like, man, I've been here, I've done that, and it's because yeah. you've, you've probably thought about it at some point. But uh, if you're looking for like a book understanding why do we dream, it's to work out things in our minds. That's when our minds get most relaxed and 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 many psychologists and dream psychology is so wild because it's there's no way to really tell how accurate it is. How can you Uh, study that? (laughs) Right. And, And you can read, and there's a lot of controversy too, when you read through dream psychology, but a lot of times we have all these things in the world that we're facing. And when we close our eyes and relax, our mind will project what we're going through in various different ways. Like as a kid, you know, I had a lot of problems as a kid that, that I was dealing with. And I could deal with those problems. You know, I was riding on a dragon or something. You know, and I, I I worked through some of those things in dreams. And in fact, even today, as, as an adult, uh, there are things that I worry about, and sometimes I have dreams about those things that I'm worrying about. Right. And either it makes my worrying worse when I wake up, or I get some type of clarity, like, "Hey, that was, maybe I should go about this." In this way that I, uh, you know, I kind of saw this in a dream, uh, but on a spiritual note, I, I think I think it kind of comes together with with how people have seen dreams. God has given us a moment to rest, to recollect, and to work things out. And yeah, I think that's right. too. We'll, we'll get into this a little bit more as we keep going. But I think that's too why He speaks to people throughout the Bible in dreams a lot of times because sometimes we couldn't take some of those things in reality, but we can take those things in a dream. Hmm. That's a really good point. Actually. I hadn't thought about that. That's my idea on it.
1: What do you think, Rob? I would,
2: uh, I would just agree with that. And, uh, just say that I I think that our mind is working through the events of the day, uh, maybe some new information from the day and, um, processing it, uh, storing it into our memory. Um, you know, all of the processes that, that happened during the day are, are just, a, continu- it's a continuation in our, our dreams. And so, um, we see different things, uh, that happen, and, um, as, as, Brother Chris talked about there, you know, in our dreams, there are are usually or there can often be um, things that come up for many different people. Like, um, you know, before the podcast started, we were talking about different things. And, you know, if this happens in your dream, then you might worry about it. But a lot of people tend to think that that just means that something else is going on. Uh, there are certain things that happen mm-hmm. when, um, you know, I've dreamt about wolves before and somebody was telling me that's done more study than, than I have about what all that that meant. And uh, it's pretty neat. But but anyways, it can be your brain processing through information, through anxieties, through worries, depression or or even good times. I mean, there are mm-hmm. there are good dreams and right um, that. You know, I, I remember one of the best dreams that I've ever had, and I actually think that this might have been from God, um, and I'll explain why afterwards. Uh, just as a a piece of close closure and and just peace on my part. But my grandfather was a, a Southern Baptist preacher, but my grandmother divorced him before I was born, and he felt like even though it was. Uh, within the the legal terms of divorce, according to Jesus Um, in scripture, that that a divorced person should not preach. And so he refused to preach or teach, um, but he would go to Bible studies and and attend church his whole life. But anyways, I never got to hear him preach. And uh, by the time that I got old enough to be interested in the Bible and was saved and I was really seeking things out. He had Parkinson's and, um, he just wasn't in a, a great frame of mind. And so, um, he died when I was a, a, a senior in high school and, um, a few years after that, I had a dream that I was in a coffee shop with my grandfather and we were talking about scripture And then I would say something about this scripture. And then he would take me to another place in the Bible and we would talk about another scripture. And then, yeah, it was awesome. And, you know, it just, um, in the dream, he was healthy and, and he wasn't suffering from the Parkinson's anymore and, and all of that. And, um, a few days later I realized what the day was. And so it might not have been God because, it turns out that that dream happened on my grandfather's birthday. I just consciously wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. So whether it was God or my subconscious, I, I don't know. I just, I appreciated it because I got to, to see my grandfather yeah, wow. and I actually got to talk scripture with him. Um, and so I, I think it's mm-hmm. just a way that the, the mind processes things. And I think God can use that. Yeah.
0: And think about the healing process that, that God can use through that, even though we might not be talking to someone very specific, really that it's, you know, a dream because there are so many people that we love that we'll never be able to see in the flesh again. Uh, but it's perfectly possible within a dream. I remember my great grandfather, uh, William Barty, we called him Paul. Uh, and, and we weren't necessarily like super close. He was a very quiet, man. Uh, he, he didn't really like talking to me because, uh, you know, I was a obnoxious little kid at that time. Uh, but we had some great conversations towards the end of his life. And it really hurt me during his passing. And I remember a very specific dream that I had of him that I walked into his house And he was, you know, an older fellow. He was my great-grandfather. He had to have a walking stick. He got around really slow. um, And it was just a painful life for him at the end. And in that dream, I saw him bouncing around and smiling. And I woke up. And what really was on my heart at that moment within that dream was not that I actually saw my great-grandfather, but that I saw the type of joy he would have because he was a Christian as he jumps and bounces and dances and praises our Savior uh, in his presence, and that was a very big healing thing, so I think that's another reason why we might have dreams is that uh, God can can connect us to a lot of things that we need closure on, even. Right. So,
1: yeah and uh that's that's what I've come across in my reading about dreams is that uh one of the purpose one of the purposes of dreams is sort of a an emotional coping mechanism um, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a way for our emotions to flesh out um, without the restrictions of daily life and right when it comes to the imagination even logic you know our our dreams you know just go wild you know we dream about things that aren't explainable Mm -hmm. by logic and it may be a way to keep our emotions healthy um and to keep our imagination active so all interesting neat stuff um but what we really want to get into is does god have any purpose in our dreams um so let's let's start in the scripture um Tell me, tell me, guys, about some dreams in the Bible. What, what's some ways that God used dreams in the Old and New Testament?
0: Hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's a very big question there. Yeah, because... narrow it down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can go all the, you can go all the way back to Genesis and you're finding dreams already. Uh, this isn't, this isn't something that just popped up out of nowhere God has has worked through dreams in in our lives uh, since the beginning of humanity. Uh, And we see dreams with Abraham. We see, you know, dreams with pretty much all of the other characters that go through there. We see dreams with people that weren't even followers of God. Right, right. Uh, And, you know, think about Nebuchadnezzar. Um, or go back to Joseph even how God revealed in in dreams to Joseph about a famine that was going to eventually take over and though he didn't understand it at that moment he saw all of his brothers bowing down to him and the revelation of that dream didn't come till years and years and years later right when the, the you know, land that Israel had occupied Israel and his sons had occupied was under famine and they had to go to Egypt. And there you have all the brothers bowing down to Joseph who was second in command of Egypt. And he was able to save Israel and the 12 sons of Israel at that time. And it was all revealed in a dream, but yeah, I don't know if there's a specific dream. I, I, Rob, do you have a specific dream in scripture that you want to focus on? Uh, because I, I like looking at all the different dreams. So if I pick one, we'll start with one and we'll we'll be here for the next 20 hours. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. and by the
1: way, let me chime in here. Uh, when we do talk about these dreams, um, let's be sure to flesh out, like, what was the purpose in, mm-hmm. in yeah. you know, these dreams being used and God speaking to people through dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'll do one that uh, I think that we all can get through fairly quickly. It's, uh, you know, very easy um, to, uh, to interpret. The Bible gives us the interpretation and the reason for it. So it's um, uh, the, the dreams with, with Daniel and um, the baker and the cupbearer. Um, and mm-hmm. so we see that the king has a dream. Um, is that right? My, my brain, I've got COVID and, uh, so I'm glad that you guys are, uh, not in person, but sometimes my, my brain yeah. this week has not been operating, uh, that great. But anyway, so the King has a dream and he wants somebody to interpret it. Nobody can. Right. They go to, um, Daniel, who the prison guard, um, says, Hey, I know a man that, um, can interpret dreams. And so, uh, they, they come and, um, so, uh, in this dream, the purpose of the dreams, but about the baker and about the cupbearer, uh, was what was going to happen to them. One of them was going to, his life was going to be spared and the other one was going to die. Um, and and so one of the things that dreams have done um, in history, and, and once again, as Brother Chris has already said, um, that some of these guys that are having them, they're not, they're definitely not Christians because Christians don't exist in the timeline yet. But they're also not even Jews. They're they're, you know, they're yeah um, nonbelievers. They're um, idol worshippers, and so we we see that. One of the purposes is for God to receive glory um, through Daniel, who's going to interpret the dreams and predict the future. Uh, And so there's a a hint of prophecy in it, but the prophecy is not the point. The point is is bringing God's will about Daniel rising in the ranks to get him where he needs to be. Um, It's about the prospering of God's people. Um, and and so what I think is neat even about the dreams is that, that it's not as much about the dream, but it's about the purpose God has for his people. Um, and, and I think you can look at that many different dreams and you can see the, um, the purpose behind the dream is, is for God's glory to be shown to the nations. Um, so yeah, thinking about that, you can, go all the way to the new Testament. That was the old Testament. You can go to the new Testament and look at Peter and Peter's having a dream of a big sheet. And on the sheet, there's, um, there's all kinds of animals and God says, kill and eat. But on the bad thing is, or the, the bad thing to Peter is that on this sheet are unclean animals. And he says, I can't kill and eat. I, I've never done that. I, I've never defiled myself by yeah. eating an unclean animal. And so he says no. And so it, there's something with Peter in threes. Um, he often tends to deny God three times before he <laughs> comes to realize what right, he's done. Right. <laughs> but but three times he said, no, I won't. And then finally says, don't, it tells Peter, don't call what I've called clean, unclean. And of course, the purpose of that is to show Peter that his gospel, Jesus's gospel is for all, for both Jews and Greeks, for yeah. for um, God's chosen people Israel as well as the rest of the world, uh, and so I think the the purpose that that God uses dreams. Um, one, I think He uses them because we have them; that's just convenient. We, we have them, and so He uses them. And and two, He uses them to spread His glory um, on earth.
0: Yeah. Well, I think too you could look at it and almost put dreams into two types of categories within scripture, and that's deliverance and warnings. Yeah. And for for Peter's dream, I would say that would be maybe a little bit of both sometimes even, but a warning like that something that Peter had to realize, and this is what Paul even called Peter out on before. And I withstood him to his face. Because he was being two faced. He, he was, you know, uh, playing party to the Jews when the Jews were around and ignoring the Gentiles. But as soon as the Jews would leave, he'd be all buddy buddy with the Gentiles. Uh, and and he had to work through a lot of cultural issues in his life as, as a Jewish man uh, that was leading, a part of the leadership of, of the Christians uh, in the first century. So when. You look at those two men that were imprisoned with Daniel. He tells one some good news and one some bad news. Uh, yeah. One's going to be delivered and one's going to be killed. Uh, yeah. But I don't think that was a warning or deliverance for either of them. But it was. I think that was a dream of deliverance uh, for Daniel. Had he never interpreted those dreams, when the king Nebuchadnezzar had that dream that was troubling him. Yeah they would have never thought of, of Daniel. Daniel. And even though some years had passed by that point, he was imprisoned. Uh, it was at that point that someone said, Hey, wait, you remember that Daniel dude that could interpret dreams. Why don't we bring him out? And then you see that similar to what we saw with Joseph, he was elevated to a very high position. He was delivered from bondage. He was elevated to a high position Uh, because God gave him the ability to interpret those dreams. So uh, I think when you look at these dreams... Brandon, yeah, Sorry
1: guys. yeah. My whole mic system just fell down. And,
0: and sometimes oh, wow. God doesn't speak to us through just dreams, sometimes yeah. He makes things uh, happen in this cold. world to really get our attention. Oh, mercy! I'm telling you what, did you
1: guys have a dream about this before this happened?
0: Yeah, yeah, this seems deja vu ish to me. Oh, but man. I'm gonna yeah. have to
1: hold this mic, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, maybe it's time to move on. Um, yeah so, uh I'll just ask this next question <laughs> <laughs> and let you guys get into it. Hey, this is a raw recording, you guys, all you listeners and viewers yeah we're man yeah we're not uh we're not professionals here, so uh I'm definitely not that's for sure um so a lot of purposes <laughs> <laughs> a lot of purposes for dreams in the Bible needs to say. Uh, one was the revealing of new information as we kind of been talking Mm -hmm. about. Um, you know, I think about Joseph being warned, uh, about Herod, uh, Mm um, you know, being told to flee because Herod was coming Mm -hmm. after him and his family. And like you said, Peter's a really great example too, because, you know, I wonder if he would have been so prepared in his heart to preach to Mm -hmm. Cornelius, a Gentile had God not already visited him in a dream and told him, hey, you know, everything's clean now, including these Gentiles. Um, So, yeah, a lot of different purposes. But let's get to the key issue here, and that is, what about today? Because we know God is the same, right? He's the same yesterday, today, Mm -hmm. and forever. But does he still communicate through dreams today like he did in the Bible days? What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I I think... I think he does. I I think it might be on on one exception that we don't see uh, a greater revelation in the sense of like the end times. I think he still works uh, by delivering people, giving them dreams uh, to help them navigate the trials and tribulations of life. I don't think we're going to get a dream necessarily of what's going to happen at the end of time and when Jesus is coming back, because we have all that in in the word. Uh, And if he does give us a dream, it's not something that necessarily even has to be recorded and given to the masses because it should match his words directly. So I believe that he does work in dreams, but I think sometimes we get in, we're in this Christian culture, if you can even call it that where there's a lot of people that are claiming new revelations in these right, dreams. right. And, and I've heard it preached. I've heard some people preach this and uh, they'd get up on stage and they'd say, you know, you can't rely on scripture alone. God is working out a new thing and he's going to give you dreams on it. He's going to reveal things in it. But every dream I've had that has come from God has only revealed a deeper understanding of, of what he's already revealed to us, right, uh, or giving me an understanding of something I need to work on or something I need to watch out for. So we see that deliverance and that warning right there again. But you know, Scripture does does say um, in, in when we look at Acts chapter two, uh, verse seventeen, that it will be in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. And then your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Um, and so I think there's an understanding that God still works in those ways. But I promise you this, you'll never see him work in those ways outside of what we already have revealed in scripture. So, yeah.
1: I agree with I you. I'm just trying to fix my mic. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, uh- yeah, that's some good balance on it.
1: What do you think, Rob?
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that um, to say that God couldn't use something um, today would be putting him in a box and, and limiting the power of God. Uh, now, you could say that God wouldn't do something outside of his character, uh, but as you've already said, mm-hmm. God is the same yesterday, right. today, and tomorrow. So we know that that he has done it before, and if he's done it before, then he could do it again. I don't think it. Yeah. I don't think he does as often as people claim that he does. Um, I yeah. believe that we can have dreams that um, appear to have a, a spiritual meaning, and it's just our subconscious working things out. Uh, maybe that we've read or talked about or watched in a movie, or um, you know, there was uh, not yeah. to downgrade anybody's belief um but there's a whole movement that believe a a certain thing about end times um that started as a dream by one woman 200 years ago um and now there are people that that are so committed to a dream that one woman had 200 years ago that they die on that hill and i won't name that end time ideology but um we have to make sure that, that our dreams are not just our subconscious working through things. If we're going to say they're from God, mm-hmm. then they have to line up with Scripture. Um, and I believe yeah. this is something that you'll probably reiterate, Brother Brandon, but I, I completely agree that that the primary way that, that God speaks today is through Scripture. Um, it's the right. primary right. way. Right. Um, and it's the way by which every secondary way must be uh, examined. Um, If we have a a secondary way, whether it's God speaking to us, and when when a pastor says that, I I don't think that they mean out loud. I think that usually what they mean is that they're thinking about meditating on Scripture, and and they just get this idea in their head, and they think that, that God is the one that's giving those ideas. Uh, I'm fine with that as, as long as scripture backs up what you're thinking. Uh, I'm fine with saying that that God is speaking to me on the scripture as long as it's backed up by their scripture. He's not going to give you a new revelation uh, in the same way a, a dream. Um, you're not going to get new revelation. Um, and even as Brother Chris said, uh, some people will, will say that that not only do we get new revelation, but that new revelation just doesn't lead us to places that the Bible is quiet on, but it replaces scripture. Mm -hmm. And, and obviously, I mean, you can look at Mormonism and and different things to, to see that, but um, that, that's just straight heresy and it needs to be taken out of the church. Uh, We need to rely solely on scripture Um, Anything else is a blessing that God gives us, but it's secondary, and it must be understood through the lens of Scripture.
0: Yeah, and and we've got to be careful, too, as you said, on, on determining, is this dream a dream given by God, or is it my subconscious? Or even, you know, go a little bit further, because... Uh, you know, think about the time that all of the prophets were, were prophesying because a lying spirit had given them, uh, false information. Um, I can't remember exactly where that is. Do y'all remember where that is in scripture? Uh, but, but anyway, uh, Rob, if you don't mind, look at 17, something like that. Yeah. Look that up and make sure that's where that that's at real quick. But, uh, I I think too, we live in a world where, where even, uh, the doctrines of demons slip into our lives and, uh, you, you could very easily be getting, you know, content that, that leads you in a demonic path, but presents itself as the path of light, uh, because the devil, you know, he, he presented himself as an angel of light. Um, so when, when we look at that we have to be very careful about what we do when we wake up and say that was a dream given by God uh, because I can probably count on my hand, one hand how many dreams I've had that I truly believe were given by God and yeah yeah. so that was in, in Second Chronicles 18.21 where we see that so we don't need to be deceived we don't We don't need to think too highly of our own subconscious either and say that, you know, our ideas and our pressures of life uh, are what, you know, is is God speaking through us. But be very careful. Make sure it's something from God. God is, uh, I truly believe God has given me dreams, but it's not to reveal something new, but to either help me along my path. Or to uh, put me in a spot where I needed to be in my leadership to to lead those people that were uh, under my leadership in churches. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> Rob. hi Rob, I can't hear you.
2: <laughs>
1: He's. Communicate to me. Sorry, Natalie dream. Came in and
2: She's trying to sneak around the camera. <laughs> and she's yeah. got this box to where it's about to fall on the camera. Sorry. Yeah. That's fine. Well, I thought you were trying to.
0: She could be a guest speaker tonight, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought he's trying to communicate to us through dream, dreams. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I, I like uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> That's when my mic should have dropped, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mic drop moment. <laughs> I'm still struggling here. I'm holding it this whole time. I can't. I can't fix it. So just yeah. Just forget it. Y'all are
0: gonna have to bear with us as we <laughs> as we get our new YouTube setups together yeah
1: that's <laughs> right man it's a, it's a struggle
0: it's a dream someday
1: yeah. um so good balance by the way um to all this so i think we would be in agreement then brothers that um the bottom line is god can use dreams if he wants to yeah. uh we certainly don't want to limit him but in saying that we have to be really really careful because we know the Absolutely. main way right. God speaks to us is through the inerrant, infallible, inspired Word of God. And because we have that, because we have His truth, His Word in the Old New Testament, speaking to us through dreams is not as necessary as it was during the times, the ancient times, when the biblical saints didn't have God's written revelation, or at least they didn't have a lot of it. Um, So, you know, we have an advantage there. And Chris, I think you brought up a good point in um, our dreams possibly being used for evil because, you know, God says in Deuteronomy 13 that you better watch how you listen to dreamers. He says Mm -hmm. if somebody dreams and tells you to worship a false god, you might not want to listen to them. So that brings up another topic that we can cover here, and that is... What about the evil dreams? Because you know, if we're being honest, we probably dream things that were sinful before. Um, so, what do you guys think about that? Um, are we held accountable for you know dreaming about uh, murdering somebody, or if we have a dream about sin? Yeah. Um, how do we need to approach that? How does how does the scripture speak to that?
0: Yeah, surprisingly, people are are extremely. Uncomfortable sharing some dreams that they have. Uh, And and actually, if you're watching this, uh, I I would tell you that a majority of people watching this right now have had some type of dream that they're afraid to share with people because they think it's going to get them labeled as, you know, a psychopath or, you know, uh, sexually immoral or, you know, all, all these different things or a thief. And why would I dream those things? And, and I think we have to look at the purpose of the dream. And we have situational issues in our lives that cause us to dream a certain way. And this is where the dream psychology really gets in. And I want you to know, too, again, dream psychology, it's its crazy extensive. Uh, and, and there's no real true understanding to the depth of it. But for example, here's one that people are afraid to talk about. I killed someone in my dream. Uh, A lot of dream psychologists would actually say uh, that don't worry about that. Don't think that you just want to murder someone, but they would attribute that to you having lost control in your life. And your mind is trying to say, this is the only way I can take back control is in this dream. And that you're not mm-hmm. murdering a person, but rather you're murdering an idea or something that's that's holding you back. And you're trying to deal with that emotion and you're not dealing with it in the physical. And so your subconscious is trying to deal with it. And so uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with someone and that you could see it. And, I, and sometimes I'm just, I just have to be straightforward at camp. This last summer, there were some kids that were really, really scared. They were like, well, you know, I had these dreams. I'm like, let me guess, you know. You got into a fight, you hurt somebody, you did this, you did that. And they're like, Yeah, you don't think we're crazy? I'm like, No, I think you're human. And you're trying mm-hmm. to work through some other emotions in your life. Uh, and God knows we're human. And I don't think when we right. look at dreams like that, that He says, Man, I'm going to beat you up because you just, you've got so much emotional stuff going on in your life and you can't control your dreams. Uh, but. We got to think of some other things that do pop up in our dreams, and I think this is where sin does connect. Uh, for example, sexual immorality. If you if you lust after people uh, in your daily life, that's something that is going to drift into your dreams. Uh, that's right. something you're going to largely think about, and that that's going to pop up. And just because it happens in your dreams doesn't mean that it's off limits because your dreams are typically a product of your subconscious. Uh, and so if it's not you trying to deal with emotion, but it's a product of your sin, yeah, that sin's going to be dealt with in, in that arena. So that, that's what I, I see there uh, on that. But I also say this that could be a way of God warning you. to to also like you wake up and you feel that and you're like that conviction to some of those things. Right. Uh, because we do need to deal with our emotions too. Uh, we need to deal with our sin and sometimes we ignore it so much that it's all we dream about. Mm. That's good. What do you think, Rob?
2: I'll, uh, I'll share a, a, a dream. I think that was from God. Um, with you guys. So I was about 17, 16, 17 years old. And, um, if you've heard my testimony before, um, you guys obviously have, um, you know, that as a teenager, I struggled with, uh, porn addiction. And so, um, I had been been clean for about six months. Um, and I was at the church just, uh, uh, the church that I was at had a big, uh, oak tree out behind it. And I like to go under it and, and sit, um, and just kind of look out in the field and, um, think about the Bible, and meditate and, and pray. And, uh, so I was out there and I had fallen asleep. And my dream was that I'd come outside of my body and I was looking down at my body and there was like a snake, um, that was circling around my body. And, um, and then all of a sudden I I came back into my body and I woke up and almost immediately I realized what was going on. I, um, I realized that there was going to be temptation that was going to come. And and sure enough, um, the, the girl that I was dating, we had a, a rough patch and that temptation of, of, the addiction had come back, um, and, and tried to take me back down with it. Um, and so I, I know whether it was from God or just my subconscious, um, I think God used it to help me realize mm-hmm. that that was coming. Um, and so
1: yeah.
2: I think he can use it to, to prevent evil, but there have also been times in my life where I've had, I've had dreams that, uh, have not been uh, good, where I've done things or where I've had experiences where uh, you know, I wouldn't want to share. Um, and so yeah. is God going think... to hold me accountable for, for those dreams? That, that's a great question. And I think that, um, I think it's something that we all um, really could, could use some clarification on. And, and I think that not just are we going to be held accountable for for the sins in our dream. But what about our sins in general? And and that comes down to the gospel. The gospel of, of Jesus is, is this, that he who knew no sin became sin. that We might become his righteousness that, that our sin was placed on him. Um, so it goes all the way back to the garden. When Adam and Eve are naked before they leave the garden, God kills an animal and he covers their shame with the skin of an animal. Um, and, and what that is, it's a it's an early depiction of atonement. It, it's the covering of the sin. Well, well, Jesus covers our sin with his body that was broken and his blood that was poured out for us. Um, and so will we be held accountable for those sins? If we have faith in him... Um, that our sin is cast as far as the east is from the west. Isaiah tells us that, uh, that he has completely forgiven us, um, that we are saved, past tense, E.D., which means that it's already happened. And uh, the cool thing about salvation, it, it's kind of threefold. So we have been saved. Um, we are being saved, sanctification, So justification and sanctification, and then our bodies eventually will be saved, glorification. Uh, And so salvation has three parts to it. But the good thing is, is that once we're saved, once we're justified, we're made just as if we had never sinned. And so will we be held accountable on judgment day for our sins? Um, No, because they are covered. Um, I think on judgment day, we'll understand the weight of our sin. When we see how holy Jesus is and the the fullness of his glory and his grace and his mercy, I will think just like Peter did when, when Jesus came on his boat, we'll fall down and worship him and say, we're not worthy. But then he will hear, hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. So I think we'll understand the weight of it, but we won't be held accountable yep. for it. Now, the one place that we are held accountable, and and Brother Christian talks about this a, a lot, um, we we do have to answer for our sins in this world, uh, and so we are right. still having to deal with the consequences of sin until we uh, get on the other side of glory, um, and, and yeah. so we do have to uh, we we do have to be held to account here and now we have to deal with the consequences. Uh, But I don't think when we see Jesus face-to-face that he'll hold us accountable um, for any sin, even if it's um, sexual dreams that that happen because of of lust when we're conscious that bleeds over to the unconscious dream world. Um, Even if that is our conscious fault for the lust, um, it will not be held accountable. Against us on judgment day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a good scripture to, to bring up in that in, in Romans chapter eight, verse one, that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And I think too, one thing that the devil likes to use against Christians is guilt because we spend so much time worrying. Is this covered? Is this okay? Rather than focusing on the mission. And I can tell you in any type of mission, uh, there's going to be mess ups. You're going to trip. Uh, but if you decide when you trip to stay down and, and contemplate, why did I trip? What's going on here? Is, you know, the captain going to be angry that I tripped? Yeah, it's, it's going to get worse just staying down on the ground. Uh, but we have to remember, if you're in Christ, there is no condemnation. And there's something you should realize in these dreams. Is that there's something you need to give to Jesus? Uh, You know, even those dreams where you're trying to work out something situational, you're not—you don't really want to hurt someone, but your your subconscious is telling you there's a very big problem in your life. Well, that might be a warning, saying, "Hey, are you surrendering this to Jesus?" Uh, And my dreams have changed over the years, and I've, I've tried to look at that through the dream psychology understanding. Because, you know, there were times where I felt like I was always at war uh, and, you know, I had warlike dreams and then I had times where I was really at peace. Uh, but I, I can find those times where, where, you know, things get crazy in my dreams are the times I'm not submitting something to Christ a lot of times. Yeah. And then when I wake up and I realize that, I'm like, man, I've got a lot of turmoil in my life I'm angry I'm feeling attacked I feel like a cornered dog and I'm lashing out in my dreams maybe there's something that I don't even really quite understand that I need to talk to God about Uh, and instead of feeling guilty about all that I say I just recognize it there's a problem and I know who can take care of it and so I'm going to go to him and so I think that would be a good point to look at, too, with these dreams. Stop worrying so much about the dream and just give it to God.
1: Yeah, and I would say if you do see a pattern in your dreams of some, like you kind of talk about some anxiety or maybe some, some sexual mm-hmm. sin or any type of sin, then it may be good to look at our daytime thoughts, you know, and, and see... Uh, what we're bringing with us, as Rob said, into the dream world. So, uh, so yeah. really, it's that's an interesting way to bring this disu- discussion to a close because, you know, we talked about can God use dreams mainly with a view towards, you know, the Old and New Testament how He used dreams back then, but He could use dreams like this to bring to our attention things that we're dealing yeah. with in our lives that we need to take care of while we're awake. So. Um, anything else you guys want to add to this discussion before we wrap it up?
2: No, I've, I've got that I think we've discussed it very well. The The one thing that I'll say, if you think that you have a, a, a dream from God um, and you can see it aligning with Scripture, the one other thing that I would suggest you do uh, is go to a, another believer um, that um, – has more experience in God's word or um, maybe just somebody who has discipled yeah. you in the past to get clarification. Uh, it's never a bad idea to, to go to somebody um, and with our ideas and thoughts for these things. And so yeah. that would just be my, my advice. Seek out wise yeah. counsel.
1: That's yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Really good counsel. And, uh, and Hey, I'll say this too at the end. If you ever have a dream that you are a car muffler, don't be surprised when you wake up exhausted. All right. So uh, <laughs> thank you all so much.
0: Great. Look, it's, about to get, it's about to put Chris
1: in a dream state.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm still in right. that one. Yeah, My wife doesn't need to watch this episode because I need to use that one. So Yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah. yeah so uh um, i once had a dream i was a power outlet and i woke up uh-huh. shocked honestly but uh um, <laughs> all right the older we get the worse these jokes get too you know so uh oh, please don't, <laughs> thank you. don't
0: stop watching the podcast please don't please yeah. we need the views. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> thank you all so much for tuning in to the faith oh, 168 oh, podcast yeah. hope y'all have had a good time tuning in and that you've learned a lot about some of these issues that we think about and uh, that we've decided in this podcast to bring to the scripture to get the Lord's authoritative answer. Uh, Give us a good rating, if you will, if you enjoy this podcast. And if you have any questions about the Bible, faith, theology, eternity, whatever it is, reach out to us on our Facebook page and we will answer it on the next episode. So we'll go ahead and pray now um, for God to bless us and Brother Rob, why don't you pray for
2: us? Absolutely. Father, we thank you so much for uh, this day. I thank you for my brothers that, that we can come together and, and search your scriptures for um, theology, for um, for comfort, for peace, for hope. Uh, even in, in matters uh, such as these, as, as our dreams, Father, we thank you for um, the dreams we have in, in scripture that that lead us to understand your word and, and your way more clearly uh father we we pray that that you would help to um help us to to seek uh out these things in your word that uh, that we would be able to to see you in a, a clear light that we would understand that that your scripture is the primary way that you speak to us and so if we want to hear from you um uh, that, that we shouldn't seek a dream or uh, seek a, a prophecy or a tongue or, or anything like that, but, but we should seek you through your scripture because that's the, the way that you have decided to speak primarily to us. And then if there's anything else in, in our life that, uh, that we think that you're using to speak to us, may we hold it up uh, to the, the perfect uh, mirror of scripture and make sure that it, it, it holds true. Father, we pray that, uh, that you would help us um, in, in our efforts to live faithfully for you 168 hours of every week. It's in the precious and the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Faith 168 Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on whatever streaming platform you are using. If you have a prayer request or have a topic that you would like us to cover, message us on the Faith 168 Podcast Facebook page and we will see you in 168 hours.